be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hear ye, hear ye, here she is, the one and only Princess Viola Grace, a.k.a. Well, undoubtedly, this has got to be, honestly, one of the greatest moments in my life. And I feel extremely honored and blessed right now to announce to you guys that joining us in the studio today is my three-year-old daughter, Miss Fiona Grace, better known as Buggy. And Buggy, I got just one question for you. Yes, sir. Do you like to hunt bucks? Yes. What's your favorite thing to hunt for in the whole wide world? Bucks. Bucks, baby. Yeah. And Um, hey, now, baby, when you go hunting, what do you use to hunt bucks with? Shotgun, shotgun, uh, gun. Yeah, what kind of gun? A shotgun. A shotgun, huh? Yeah, and uh, my favorite color is pink. Your favorite color is pink? Are you serious? Yes, sir. Wow, we need to get you a pink gun, don't we? Hey, Ruger, make me a pink gun. That's That's right. Okay. What's your favorite thing about buck hunting? Bucks? Yeah? Do you like to go out there and look at them with your binoculars? Yes, sir. <laughs> and what color are your binoculars? Pink and tape. Pink and tape. Yeah, we had to put a little tape on them, didn't we? Yes, sir. Best binoculars in the world, aren't they? Yeah, they're stainers. That's right. Oh. What? Something blinking. Uh, we're on the air, and I think your your mother just messaged us. She says, sweetie, you sound awesome. I love you, mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the show. The Revolution. <laughs> you did excellent, baby. I'm so proud of you. I love you. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> you're welcome, baby. You're awesome on the radio. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. I love you very much. I love you, too. Welcome. Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, where they're changing the way you look at the outdoors. The studio lines are now open at 785-846-7647. Hey, we're hitting up and celebrating all things Archer yeah! today's show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and calling in to join us will be outdoor legend Keith Warren. Oh, no! Yeah. Morel <laughs> Targets, Butch Thomas. Yep. Our tree blogger, Steve Flores. You Nick Rhodes with Wildlife Properties, Scott really Schultz. He's got a great new product called the Tree Spider Safety Harness System and Chance Orth with Unpro Fishing. And for the life of me, I don't know why, but we thank you, Ram Trucks, <laughs> for sponsoring this outdoor highlight. I know why. The great Cuts Glory Ram. And RamTrucks.com. Now, um, obviously, that song that just popped up on your stereo, it's Buck Fever. 
Be quiet. You're messing up the song, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, it's Buck Fever on Michael Waddell's Bone yeah, Collector album. How many tracks are on there, Jim? Ten. Ten yeah, of the most B.A. tracks to get you pumped and psyched. It's, I mean, it's a ten on my Ready for, exactly, ready for absolutely anything in the outdoors. Except but, um, our next guest. Yeah, no, our next guest is a total buzzkill. Um, <laughs> but he just phoned us at 785-846-7647. And he is the most humble man um, he's unpretentious. If he was a flower, they'd call him a wall. Wouldn't want to hurt a soul. No. We're going to hell for lying. Yeah. <laughs> he's got dimples, too. Yeah, it's Keith Warren. Yeah, back of his head. Hey, Keith, man, uh, thanks for coming back on The Revolution. Well, thanks for putting up with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we're, we're part of the crew that actually loves you. Yes, yeah. and, and, and Keith... Yeah, all the other guys don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, um, today's show is all about archery. And, you know, Keith, um, I think one of the most difficult factors about bow hunting is the elements, because obviously um, the temps are much higher that time of year and the insects are much more prevalent. And so obviously, if you don't want that game to spoil and to go bad, um, you got to get hands-on and field dress that animal as quickly as possible. And so uh, you just wrote a great article, and it's on your website, and it's called Learning to Field Dress. And it's about your son Colton and a couple of his buddies where they, they harvested a couple of does, and it's their first experience field dressing them by themselves and um, what kind of transpired after that. So why don't you fill us in about that real quick, and then we'll come back and uh, pick your brain about proper game management after that. Okay, well, let me tell you, first off, I mean, the when I was a little boy, my daddy told me, he says, I shot my first deer, and he sat back, handed me the pocket knife. He says, get the insides outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, but daddy. And he said, no, get the insides outside. Yeah. And, and that's, and I think that's good advice. Now, yeah. there are different ways to do it. Absolutely. Uh, but the, Truth is, you got to get the insides outside. Yep. And on in Texas, where I live, and a lot of places in the South, it's still very warm during hunting season. Yes, it is. So we have to get to those animals and get the insides outside real quick. Yeah. And so what I always do is, I think the best way for somebody to learn how to do something is to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You, Hands you, on. You've got a bunch of experts out there that can be experts on the internet today. They've never done anything, but they're experts in the field. You know? <laughs> So let's go ahead and get them, get their hands dirty and get the insides outside. And so what happened, my son, he and a bunch of buddies had come out and they, they had shot a, a bunch of does. And they had watched me clean them and stuff, but it was like, okay, it's time for me to let them do it. They shot them. They're going to take care of them. Yeah. So as I stand back and watch them, I'm just, I'm just watching these little boys just walk around like they're lost. I mean, they, none of them really know. And, and my son, Colton, of course, he's going to step up like he knows everything. And yeah. he steps up and starts getting the insides outside. He didn't do a really good job. But, I mean, he, he got it done. So yeah. the last doe was sitting there, and I said, fellas, and they were looking at me, and, and they knew I was going to come over and say something. I can't help it. Said, you know, Would y'all like me to do one? Yep. <laughs> and so they, I said, okay, everybody hold a leg and just watch. And I started in about 45 seconds, got done. Wow. And their mouths were open. They just couldn't believe it. And and I said, guys, it's really not that difficult after you've done a whole lot of it. And a lot of that is being prepared. In other yep. words, having the right equipment, make sure you're using the right knife, the right gut hook, the right saw. Uh, if you have loppers to lop the pelvis bone to do yep. that. Um, a lot of it has to do with somebody if they're able to hold a leg open and, and stand back, obviously. Exactly. Uh, it has uh, something to do with if it, it was a doe, so there was no need in saving the cape on it. We're not going to take that to the taxidermist, so I could just slice it literally from one hole all basically up to the next hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I crossed the bottom. And so, and so what I did is 
I just took, I started right there in between the back legs, made my first incision, and go all the way down to the pelvis. Took a pair of loppers and just busted the pelvis bone. Just you know, we split call that loppers, open. I don't know what y'all call them? Yeah. But loppers, and then took my gut hook and made one incision from the initial cut down there at the, between the back legs, went all the way up to the brisket, uh, which exposed a lot of the innards. And then I just took my big knife and ran it right up the same cut blade pointing up towards me, but yep. pointing forward, standing over the animal, and I cut it from one end to the other, right up past the brisket, through the ribs, and up into the neck. Yep. I, I mean, I opened it up right quick, cut the windpipe, pulled it down, cut the diaphragm, pulled everything, cut around the rectum, done. Just as simple as that, yeah, isn't it? And the funny part is, you know, you see all these guys do it, and it takes them half an hour. They got guts everywhere. It looks like they just slaughtered 40 people. <laughs> They're covered head to toe in blood, and it really doesn't have to be like that, does it, Keith? Absolutely not. No. I mean, it's, like I said, that's that way because those guys, I don't think, lack the experience, maybe, yeah. in doing it. And I'm not knocking anybody. I'm oh, just no. saying when you do it as much as some guys have to do it, you better get good at it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, when you're out there, that shot placement is very, very important because that really determines how well that meat is going to eat at the end of the day. Absolutely. And what I wind up doing is after I clean one, I get a hose to it as fast as I can. Wash them out. Absolutely. I'll hang it up by the head. So it'll drain real nice, and yep. I'll wash that sucker out and wash it out again and let it drain. Yeah. And what I wind up doing, I'll see a lot of guys that do a pretty decent job of cleaning their animals. And then they take it to a locker plant uh, that just mixes it in with everybody else. Exactly. It. Okay, you should have 60 pounds of meat off that venison. Okay, they just give you 60 pounds of somebody else's deer. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yeah. You know, and, know. And to and process so, it, it's very simple, isn't it? It's simple. Get the insides outside. Well, and then also, you know, once you've got that done, you've got it cooled off. Uh, Trav and I, we always process our own. We never send it to a, a the, butcher or something like you that. You know, two guys in 45 minutes, you can have a couple deer knocked out. It's already in your freezer, ready to go. It, it, you don't need to take it to a meat locker. It's just nonsense. Well, here's, I think, the reason why people take it meat locker. Number one, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Number two, they don't have the time to do it, mm. okay? And it's convenient. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, or, or number three, they don't have a place to do it. Yeah. Okay? There, it's no big deal if you go to the grocery store and you look at those cuts of meat, yeah. okay, and realize it's no rocket science. Those guys behind that counter, all they've been doing is cutting meat for a long time, and they're good at it. Yeah. Okay, so learn how to get good at something. Exactly. Hey, we've been talking with Keith Warren, and boy, he has a great program called The High Road. Actually, he's got a lot of great programs. Yeah, he does. He's taking over television, period. Now, Keith, if we want to find he you... He leads Boy Scouts. Yeah, if, if we want to find you online and find out when all your shows air, where do we have to head to? Well, you can go to KeithWarren.net, or we're on Facebook at Keith Warren Outdoors. And we got a pretty active Facebook page. But uh, once again, that man you've been listening to right there is the outdoor legend Keith Warden. you got to check him out online, watch his shows. He's such a tremendous guy. But um, this has been brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and Cabela's, the world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. And can't forget about Versus at Versus.com. But you know what? Coming up after the break is going to be awesome, man, because we've got a two-for-one special. We've got Butch Thomas with Morel Targets Plus, Outdoor Blogger with Bowhunting.com, Old Steve Flores, Butch Thomas, Real Targets, Steve Flores, Bowhunting.com, right here on The Revolution. 
coming up after this. But you know what, Keith? Um, dude, thanks so much for being on The Revolution. I appreciate y'all. Keep up the good fight. Ah, the outdoors. So peaceful, elegant, and sophisticated. Well, that's unless you don't care for doing your business in the woods. <laughs> this is The Revolution. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. To some, a truck is just a vehicle, nothing more. Steel, chrome, hydraulics, and combustion. But when you look at these things and find inspiration, when you put them together with passion and integrity, then engineering comes to life. Cold sheet metal develops a soul, and pride, sweat, and commitment turn a truck into something more, a ram truck. The 2011 Heavy Duty, Ram 1500, the new Outdoorsman, and our most luxurious truck ever, the new Laramie Longhorn. They're not just trucks, they're Ram trucks. Guts. Glory. Ram. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. The new Ruger LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol designed for discreet carry. It is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 to learn more. Make your next meal in the outdoors your most memorable with Camp Chef at CampChef.com. It's the way to cook outdoors. I feel pretty. Dizzy! Dizzy, son! They do say pretty, however, not right there. But you know, I like the part. Wait, here it comes. That is a good part. Now I feel really sick. Yeah, now today's show, um, by the way, that is West Side Story. Awesome show. I've never watched it. My wife loves it. Anyways, do what you want with it. Um, today's show is all about archery. We're kind of covering all the bases here. And um, you can phone us at what, Jim? 785-846-7647. Or check us out on our Facebook page or on our website, which is OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Bingo, dude. Right now we're being joined by Butch Thomas, and he is with Merrell Targets, and he's going to give us a brief overview of all of their targets and which ones are most applicable for you and your skill level. So, uh, hey, Butch, uh, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you? I'm pretty good, man, but um, it seems like everyone is under the impression that, you know, oh, man, if I just bust out the old bow and the target and dust it off seven, ten days before the archery opener, you know, I'll be just fine. I'll stretch the strings a few times, take a couple pop shots, heck. I'm going to be like old Robin of Loxley in no time at all. But that is not the correct way of going about this. And, you know, the old adage is true. Practice does make perfect. So if you ever want to achieve any type of consistency in your accuracy, you need to spend some quality time behind that target before you ever step out into the field or into a blind. Oh, no. You know, a lot of people think they can go buy a brand new bow, screw a side on it, rest on it. 
uh, grab them some arrows, go to the woods with some broadheads and start shooting. Man, you can't do stuff like that. You're going to hit everything but, but the target. game. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's right. That's but you've got some great lines at Morel. Yeah, I mean, and, and the one yeah, that sure. that we looked at is the yellow jacket. Holy cow, That you've got an application for just about everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't think that people are actually aware that some targets are specifically made just for field points and others are made solely just for broadheads. Now, uh, you guys at Morel in your Yellow Jacket line, you actually have made a target that's conducive for both tips. But also, people need to be conscientious of the fact that when you're practicing with your field tips, they need to be the same grain as your broadheads. So when you step out in the field, that is not going to affect your point of impact. So real quick, why don't you give us a brief rundown of the different Yellow Jacket products you guys have and uh, are currently available. We have yellow jacket targets to, uh, for compounds. We have the yellow jacket supreme broadhead target mm-hmm. for broadheads. We also have uh, yellow jacket crossbow field points. Wow. Uh, targets, crossbow broadhead targets. We have discharge targets for crossbows. We have a yellow jacket target for both broadheads and field points. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Morales, we've always been a believer that 95% of the bow hunters are going to practice with field points 95% of the time. Yeah. And two, three weeks prior to bow season, they'll screw on the broadheads and go out there and sight those in. So we always recommend buy a good Yellow Jacket Supreme field point target, a target like Yellow Jacket Supreme field point target. It's a great target for practice, and it also won't break your pocketbook. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, you, you guys are actually putting yourself out of business because the longevity of these targets, I mean... They're unreal. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they last, like, forever. It's kind of like a Timex watch. It takes a lick, and oh, it keeps yeah. on ticking. You, you know, it's kind of funny, Butch, is my buddy has one of these, and we were shooting it the other day, and he took it down, and he started jumping on it. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, oh, <laughs> First of all, dude, what's wrong with you? Uh, uh, did you he miss said it, or what? It actually re uh, what do you say redistributes the foam. Oh yeah, it makes it like brand new again. Yeah, it takes that stuffing material. A lot of people don't realize that when we tell them to fluff up a target, when they shoot a target, <laughs> uh, you know, you pack it concrete long enough, you're going to blow through the thing. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, and, and those yellow jacket bag targets, as tough as they are. Uh, if you ever start to shoot through it, just lay it on the ground just like your buddy did. Jump up and down on it. It meshes that material back again, uh, again and just turn it around and shoot the other side. Man, you're good to go again. You know, another cool thing is he was telling me that, you know, let's say the cover starts to get worn out. It's like, well, what, you just go, buy a, new, 9, times, yeah, go buy a new target. He says, no, you can actually just buy a new cover for it. That's all you got to do. That is awesome. You're putting yourself I mean, out of business. You're, you're you know saving that? yourself a ton of money here by buying one of these. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But um, obviously you guys have hanging targets, you have ground targets. So let's say, Bush, um, to the best of your knowledge, which product would you recommend to a group of newbies that are out there trying to learn? Which product would be most conducive for that type of atmosphere? The best bang for the buck, no doubt, would be the Yellow Jacket. Uh, Matt pricing out there is $43.99. Oh, man. Retail is $48.99. You ain't going to beat that price point. And that's a quality target that will stop almost anything out there. Uh, very good for field point practice. And then get them to, they can go get the Yellow Jacket Supreme Broadhead target before hunting season to practice with the broadheads. And that dude is unbelievable. Uh, the life of that target is incredible. Mm. Oh, you bet. Well, hey, if we want to find out more about Yellow Jacket targets, where do we go? Uh, you check with your local dealer. Uh, we sell through dealers. 
you can also go to morelltargets.com. Okay. Uh, look up information or give us a call here at the office. Hey, it sounds awesome, Butch. Oh, once again, that was Butch Thomas, and he is with who, Jim? Hey, Morel Targets. That's right. Tell us about their yellow, yellow jacket, jacket line. line of targets. Uh, yes. From Morel. Now, if you want to find out more about them, all you have to do is hop online and check them out. But right now, we're being joined by who, Jim? Hey, Steve Flores, and he is with bowhunting.com. <laughs> Steve, Steve Flores. He said stay Flores. <laughs> hey, we're being joined by Steve Flores, and he's with bowhunting.com. That's right. He phones us at 785-846-7647. Hey, Steve, are you there, man? You're on the line with uh, Butch Thomas and uh, me and Jim. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, we're doing pretty good, but you know what, Butch? Dude, thanks a bunch for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Yeah, now, Steve, uh, once again, or stay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're an outdoor blogger. You write for numerous online publications, but one blog you just put out, it's called The Building Perfection. Make your broadhead tip arrows fly more accurately. You know, Ted Nugent said something once. He says a lot of stuff, but this rings so true. The mystical flight of the arrow. Now, Jim and I feel as though this is something that's totally unattainable, right, Jim? I can't even make it work. To build our own arrows. Oh, yeah. I whittled a tree one time. Yeah. I got one arrow. It was a redwood tree. Anywho, um, is this something that the common outdoorsman or woman can achieve? Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. I believe uh, certainly there's technical aspects in, in getting a properly tuned bow and yeah. and, and, and and parts like that. But I, I believe once you have that bow that's tuned properly, you've got the correctly spined arrows. I think you need to take things a step further. In order to get that air, that broadhead tipped arrow to fly exact as the best that it can to its, its fullest potential. Yeah, yeah. We were shooting the other day, and frankly, I fired one, and we couldn't find the arrow. No, I mean it just it just took off. You know, really? um, you know, Steve. Ever since I picked up the sport of bow hunting, I have practiced religiously and dedicated myself every summer to improving my technique and skill. And you know, I'm no Fred Bear, and I know that, but I'm a decent. He was reading bow his hunter. Bible. Read my Bible when I was practicing. <laughs> um, that's why I suck at shooting, but I can quote any scripture pretty much. But um, you know, the more I practiced and um experimented with different broadheads, I kept running into the same conclusion that each broadhead would affect the travel of my arrow and act. Accuracy in a negative way, and it didn't matter if I was using Muzzy, G5, um, so on and so forth. Each one of them did this. So do you think that if we were to take your advice and basically get a blank shaft and were to build our own arrows to specifically fit one type of broadhead, this would totally eliminate um, this problem in general? I think it would, and certainly uh, when you buy a completely finished arrow from a store, box store, catalog company, whatever. You know, those arrows all look the same and they, they perform the same when you when the field tips on the end of it. As soon as you put that broadhead broad head. on that's wings on the front of an arrow. Yep. And if everything is not in a perfectly straight line from your knock to the tip of that arrow, which means you know, if your knock is not running on the same center line as your arrow, your insert and your broadhead ferrule, then as soon as that wind hits that broadhead at that angle that it's sitting on and not, it's not a perfectly straight angle, uh, it's going to push that arrow. Mm. And the further the shot, the more it's going to, the more the arrow is going to sway off your aiming point. Yeah. Now, when you say making your own arrows, you're not talking about cutting down a tree, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking about getting no. like blinking one out of a, uh, yeah, a redwood no. tree or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I like to. I was I, I buy all my my arrows just in uh, bulk shafts. Yeah, I get them cut, and then 
uh, basically just take the uh, the G5 uh, ASD, the arrow squaring device, and I square up everything, uh, the knock end, uh, the insert end, then I'll actually put my insert in, then I'll, I'll uh, square up my insert, the face of my insert. So I know that everything on that arrow is, is following the same center line. Mm-hmm. So the, the next step would be just getting a, a, a quality broadhead. Now, if we want to find out more about you, Steve, and your blogs, um, where all can we head to online to do that? Uh, well, bowhunting.com. Uh, okay. Just, just go on there. There's blogs updated uh, weekly. Um, I typically have about three blogs a month. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, that's the best place to get it. Uh, also, right for... Um, for bow and arrow. Okay. So if if, uh, if you want to see featured articles, that's a good magazine to pick up. I have a, a lot of uh, how to. You bet. Well, you know some of the some of the blogs that you have right now on uh, bowhunting.com, uh, speed versus kinetic energy, making your mm-hmm. broadhead fly more accurately, and extending your effective bow uh, killing range. I mean, yep. you you cover a lot of different areas. There's one in there on fitness, and so uh, boy, I tell you what, we direct everybody to uh, bowhunting.com, and of course, head to Steve Flores' place because uh, Flores, 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 Jim, what the heck, man? No, I like Come the other on, guy. <laughs> He's gonna Come hang on. up on you. I know it. And you know, know, even if you're a new be to the sport or a condition pro like Jim here, Steve has got a little bit of something for absolutely everyone out there. So uh, it's an easy read, it's relatable, and you're going to learn a lot from it. So once again, check out Steve's blogs. You're going to dig it. But uh, this has been brought to you by Ram Trucks. Of course, you can find those guys at ramtrucks.com and NRA blog. That's nrablog.com and Ruger at ruger.com. But coming up after this word from our sponsors, we're going to hear from Nick Rhodes, the guy Jimbo and I have got a bromance with. With Wildlife Properties, and he's going to answer a question from Reed Owen in Salida, Kansas about dove hunting. That's just around the corner. Right here on The Revolution, coming up after this. So, uh, hey, Steve, thanks so much for calling in, dude. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Hey, they are The Revolution. Outdoor advice and analysis that's totally unfiltered. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 school to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports if you're an avid outdoorsman searching for a dream retreat or an investor looking to create wealth through land ownership, Wildlife Properties can be your guide to finding Kansas land. Wildlife Properties offers real estate and management services for outdoorsmen and investors alike. Located in north central Kansas, this area is one of the few places on earth where you can experience a unique combination of world-class hunting and fishing. Fertile crop fields provide enticing income, while breathtaking views and endless sunsets calm your soul. Let Wildlife Properties be your guide to land ownership. Visit us online at MyWildlifeProperties.com. That's MyWildlifeProperty.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their mini stores with the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. Cabela's, celebrating 50 years as the world's foremost outfitter. Hunter's life has many stages. The further along you go, the more you want to share it with others because we still marvel at it. How many times does it happen as it's planned? Almost never. Never. And it's the people that can think on their feet and react to the circumstances in front of them that are the most successful. Take those big deer. Exactly right. Make versus country your country. Don't miss the best hunters and biggest bucks. Fridays at 8 Eastern, only on Versus. Start over. (laughs) 
Playing you know, Jim, we have played this song before. Poorly. Billy Craig's Pretty Good Hunting Deer. And um, I, I never tire of it. Honestly, it's a great song. And I just, first of all, I got to squash this rumor one more time. It's squelched I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but let's just kick it one more time. This is not a parody. This guy is 100% authentic. Now, anyways, Jim. Dove season is around the corner. Dove season is around the corner, and the phone line here at the studio is 785-846-7647. OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com is the place you gotta go. That's right, and we got mail. It's time for the Revolution Mailbag. We did get mail. Yeah, and also means that Nick Rose is being inundated with habitat management questions, just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, should we hunt doves? Should we hunt doves? Anyways, Nick's online right now because people don't want us to answer this. Nick, welcome to the Revolution. Hey, thanks. My pleasure to be here, man. You guys have a first-class operation, and, and you guys class me up a little bit by, <laughs> by letting me come on. There you go. There you go. Hey, we got a uh, letter from a Reed Owen of Salina, Kansas. Hey, that's right over in your neck of the woods, isn't it? Actually, that it is. It is. It is right there in central Kansas, man, the heart of Kansas. You bet. It says, uh, Dear Nick, and this is from Reed Owen, by the way. Uh, this is uh, this is always my favorite time of the year because it's the start of hunting season. Yep. We have a farm in Kansas, and I'm curious if the dove honey will be any good this year. Hey. Interesting question. Actually, that is an interesting question. Will it be that any is, good? You know what? <laughs> and, and as far as the dove this year, you know, I can't really speak specifically to it, although I personally have seen a ton of dove out. Yeah. We've had really good conditions this year. Uh Parts of Kansas have been really wet, and so there's been a, a, a great amount of vegetation and, and, produ- and food production, nesting cover, those kind of things. Uh, there's been parts of Kansas that have been extremely dry, and so you know those those places could be affected negatively. I will say this though: Kansas is consistently in, in the top five harvesting states for dove in, in the United States, which I think is just a, an impressive number, and that, and that blew me away. I actually got that information from Wildlife Parks. Really. Uh, you know, I, I've grown up dove hunting, and it, it's been one of my favorite things to do. It's, it's kind of that kickoff to the hunting season yeah. and, and yeah, fall I, and everything else. Yeah, it ushers in the hunting season, doesn't it? Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, and, 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 and dove season kicks off. It's not only dove season that it kicks off. It's also rail, snipe, woodcock, teal, you know, a lot of those all those marsh bottom birds that you can hunt, too. This is the time of year that those open up, and so it makes it a really, uh, you know, really a special time of the year. You know, going into this time of year, there's nothing to me that's more exciting than the prospect of hunting. The weather is changing. It's getting nice. Yep. You've got football that's going on, and, and Kansas is a huge state for high school football and, and, and certainly college football. And so, you know, it's just one of those times that I get really excited. So, uh, you know, kind of glad that Reed sent this email. Kind of got me pumped up. Yeah, you know, doves are really a creature of habit. Yeah, they and, are. And we have found that uh, wherever they're watering through the summer, even though it's dry and they find a watering hole, they will mm-hmm. fly over water, just get back to that original spot that they've always watered in because they're comfortable with it. And so just, be, just because there's little potholes all over the place, don't worry about that. Just right. find out where they have been watering all summer. And boy, I'll tell you what, you'll have a great hunt. That's right. And, you know, they're so abundant, too. You know, that's another thing that people don't think about. I mean, there's just so many dove out there in general. And, and so, you know, you don't have to have the best habitat in the world. You just have to have a little bit of uh, of a spot that you can find, and, and, and they're almost guaranteed to, to find you. So yeah, it's, now, it's a great time. Uh, two things you want to go over real quick. Obviously, first of all, what is the bag limit on dove? Also, um, we're having a big problem with Eurasian doves now. I yeah, mean, those things, things are, are the size of condors. Yeah, they're huge. They're all <laughs> over the place, and I don't think there is a limit on the Eurasians, is there? 
You know, I'm, I'm not sure about the limit on the Eurasians. I, knew, I do know that the general limit on, on these things is, I think, 15 yeah. uh, is what you can have in a bag, and I think you can have 30 in a possession okay. in a possession at a time. But uh, on the Eurasian, I'm just not sure. And those Eurasian dove, that's kind of an interesting story. I was just kind of reading up about these uh, not too long ago, and, and they were really native to Europe, obviously, with the name. <laughs> had gotten introduced into the Bahamas yeah. uh, through, like, a, a, you know, a, a pet store or something, and somebody let them loose, and, and you know, and, and around uh, mid-'90s or so, I guess they made their way up to Kansas and are here now. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing, and it's one of the reasons that, you know, hunters are important to the environment. Because yeah. we're out there, and we're, we, we do things that, that uh, are either important to impact habitat or, or also maintain habitat levels. And, and, and I think that's, a, you know, an important note, too, uh, about the good things that hunters do and, and, and why these hunting seasons are important because they're part of, uh, you know, sustaining the game species in, in, in Kansas and, and all across the United States. Do you know what I like to do? Okay. After my morning dove hunt, I go get my Wildlife Espresso, my Nicolate. Then I head on over to Wildflowers <laughs> and I buy something for my wife. It's a great time, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> What a great transition. It took me this whole show to think of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw little wisps of steam coming out of his ears. I knew he was coming up with something great. Well, we've learned a couple things here. What's that? Doves are horny. <laughs> Obviously, the Eurasian doves, they're breeding like wildflowers. Yeah. Wildflower. <laughs> Wildfire. That's what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> and we also found out that Nick knows a lot about being in possession. Yes, he does. Yeah. Right, Nick, right. Now, if we want to find more about you, possibly staying out of jail, um, stuff like that, where can we, uh, where where can we find you Where's your picture online? at in the post office? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Besides the, uh, the local jailhouse, you can find us at mywildlifeproperty.com. That's yeah. www.mywildlifeproperty.com. We're on Facebook forward slash mywildlifeproperty. You can give me a call 785 282 6145. And I'd love to talk to you about properties, love to talk about hunting, love to talk about what's going on in North Central Kansas, you know, anything in, the, in that realm, you know, that, that's what that's what floats my boat. So, yeah, also, let if, us know. if anybody has any habitat projects, if they just want to pick your brain, um, where can they email yet? Email me at nick at mywildlifeproperty.com. Nick at mywildlifeproperty.com. So if you're working on habitat projects and you're stuck on something or you just want to, want to help expand that, yeah. contact me. We'll help you out. Also, you know, I've had some people recently start sending me pictures uh, and, 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 and showing me some of the things that they listen to right here on the show that they're incorporating on their field. Really? And, and man, that's awesome to, to see that stuff and, and see what's going on and see what people are doing out there. You bet. Now, we have kidded a lot about ditchweed and, and uh, so forth, but Kansas was actually the number one grower of the marijuana plant during the Second World War because they used the uh, stalks for making rope. Right, and and right. so so it, it's out here in abundance. But the thing is, it's, if you do gather it and you smoke it, you just have a desire to make a rope. That's right. And by the way, they call it hemp. And they call it hemp. It's called hemp. hemp. Yeah. Also, if you just got a sweet beard yeah. and you want to show Nick, send him a photo. He appreciates great facial hair I do. as well I as do. we do. I'm a connoisseur of facial hair. <laughs> And rope. <laughs> yeah. And, and you get it, enough of that, you can hang yourself. He's going to go hang himself. <laughs> Anyways, this is the revolution. Um, it's going downhill, so we better get to a break. And uh, it's brought to you by Ram Trucks at ramtrucks.com. They stay away from that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And um, uh, Otis Technology, otistech.com. But coming up right after these ad spots is going to be Scott Schultz with the tree spider. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's like Spider-Man. It's going to save your <laughs> life. The Tree Spider. Scott Schultz, right after this. Hey, uh, uh, thanks so much, Nick. Ow. <laughs> thanks so much, Nick. Appreciate You're guys. waving a spoon. What are you waving a spoon for? <laughs> I have no idea. You, you look at this guy, and when he's talking, he's got this spoon in his hand that his spatula. daughter was playing with. A spatula, that's right. Yeah. And it's got lipstick on it? Is that yeah, lipstick? Yeah, lipstick on it. We got to go. <laughs> All right, bye, Nick. <laughs> so, Jim and Trav, they're just your two average Steves that dig the outdoors. So hit them up at forward slash underscore OTN because their friendship is a magical blast. Yeah, it's so midnight sparkle dust. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Beware the man with one gun. He probably knows how to use it. Never has this been more true than with the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. The one rifle to have, if you could have only one. It's the perfect lightweight, hard-hitting, do-it-all bolt-action rifle. Affordable, versatile, and reliable. Delivers 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. Visit Ruger.com slash Scout Rifle or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. It's mine. And it's American. Hey, this is Jimmy Houston here to tell you about the incredible fishing in Kansas. With so many lakes, reservoirs, ponds, streams, creeks, you'll find everything. Largemouth bass, crappie, walleye, and my favorite cousin, the old Wiley catfish. Learn more about the great fishing in Kansas at www.travelks.com. You're listening to the Revolution with Jim and Trav, and the phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. That's right, and you on this week's show, Jim, obviously we're talking about all things archery, because that time of year, it is here! I am so excited to get out there and just, oh man, you grab your bow, you got, if it's you, your latte, your donut, <laughs> you know. But personally, alright, I like to hunt from a tree stand, and um, obviously, anyone that ever dares to climb into a tree stand, or for that matter, an elevated ground blind without some sort of safety harness on on them is just absolutely foolish. I'm sorry, but they are imbeciles because, you know, you're destined to get hurt by doing so. But um, just phoning us is uh, Scott Schultz, and he is with Tree Spider, and it's a brand new safety harness system that's on the market. And I'm telling you, this thing is so cool. But, um, you know, uh, Scott, thank you so much for coming on The Revolution to share with us about this and our listeners. And um, obviously for making a product that um, most definitely will save tons of hunters' lives. Thanks so much, man. Hey, Jim and Travis, thanks. I appreciate being on with you. Yeah, now this tree spider is really kind of interesting because, uh, you know, basically it is a harness system that you use. Uh, and let's face it, one out of three people who hunt out of a tree stand is going to fall. Yeah, that is correct. And uh, if there's ever a reason why you want to really be devoted to your product development, that would be it because we're all fellow bow hunters. And if you think about one out of three falling, yeah, that's a real reason to pay attention. You know, um, Tree Spider has three very unique products that you guys are offering. And the first one is the Speed Harness, and it's an X-Web fit, and it has tons of different features that we won't get into right now, possibly a little bit later. Um, and your second product is the Speed Vest, also an X-Web fit with tons of different features and amenities. Great product. And your third one is your Live Wire. Now, um, please do correct me, Scott, if I'm wrong, but uh, what I've gotten out of this is that, let's say um, you're up in your tree stand. And as long as you're not higher than 25 feet in elevation and you do fall, this live wire will actually just gradually lower you to the ground so that you don't get hurt. Um, is that basically the basis of this individual product? That is. And That's awesome. A couple things just to learn here or to know. Our speed harnesses 
is revolutionary and so is a speed vest. But yeah. it's interesting in your first part of this interview, you're going right to the live wire, which is really very, very unique. Yeah. In your stats, those one out of three people that fall, if you can't get to the ground or if you can't get yourself turned around and grab a hold of the tree or if you have a stroke or you even have a, let's say, a, a diabetic shock or something, you're unconscious, suspension trauma will probably kill you in 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes at the max. Seriously? No matter how good the harness is, no matter how good the, the vest is, Hanging there, there's such a tension between your legs, it shuts off all of the circulation to your legs, and it, it's called suspension trauma. It's a real deal thing, and lots of people die from it when they fall, even if they have a device. Live wire, if you have that hooked up and you fall and you're unconscious, you have a heart attack, whatever it might be, it leaves you to the ground very slowly at a slow rate of descent, and even if you would be unconscious, you're going to end up laying on the ground, and you're not going to suffer any injury from suspension trauma. Yeah, now one of the things that, that that I found out is when you're in that tree stand, one of the major causes you're falling is not making a misstep. You actually fall asleep and fall out of the doggone thing. Yeah, that's exactly correct. Exactly. And there's the, the stats on this stuff is pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Now, um, let's switch directions and talk about your speed vest real quick, because one thing I just absolutely love about this that all the other harnesses out there in this world are totally lacking is the one pull um shoulder strap and leg adjustment. I mean, you put this baby on, pull one strap, and you are done. All right. It's not like the other ones out there on the market right now that makes you feel like a fire pilot where you got to <laughs> buckle this and tighten this down and strap this and put a piece of duct tape on. I mean, seriously, those other ones, it takes you like five, ten minutes to get it adjusted properly so it actually works. And then let's say if you want to loan it to your buddy, then you got to totally change everything. It takes 45 minutes once you get it adjusted for him and then change it back for you. It's just a total waste of time. And so um, I have to say that this, personally for me, would be a deciding factor in buying this alone. I mean, this is such a great feature. And does um your speed harness come with this as well? Well, you guys are exactly right. I ought to hire you for sale. <laughs> you have to pitch down past you. But you're exactly right. Again, as bow hunters, we realize that in the dark, this can yep. be especially confusing. This stuff is very simple. You snap two Venom buckles, one on each leg, and then you, it's just a very simple deal. Like you would tension up a uh, pack right here on the front of your chest on each side. You just pull the strap, yeah. and the entire harness or vest will just, with one tug, automatically adjust to the size of your body. Wow. Now, um, hold on. I, one thing that I thought was really cool is your integration clips. Because like you're saying, you know, you're carrying 9 million things with you, Scott, when you go out there in the field. You know, it's really easy to overlook something or forget something. But this speed harness and, and a speed vest can actually clip inside and it has little receiver clips inside of your scent blocker jacket. So when you put that um, harness on, then you put your jacket over there, you can clip it on so the next time you go out, all you have to do is throw on your jacket and your um, harness is already hooked to you. That is awesome. Well, you got it exactly. And so I'll tease you a little bit. I'll, I'll say what you have here today in a speed harness and speed vest is really awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. However, phase two, which will be 2012, Ooh. Now we have total integration where when you put your scent blocker bib overalls on, yeah, you don't feel anything. There's just this little soft loop in the back of your bibs, and you hook your tether on, and you are safetyed up, ready to go. It's Serious? Awesome. It's not heavy. It's lightweight. It's affordable. So that's phase two. We're excited about what's following 
what we're introducing this year. Holy cow. Yeah, now this was just recently introduced at the 2011 ATA conference, which what happened in uh, January of this year. And, man, you're taking the uh, the whole Harness outdoor safety season system. by a storm. Yeah, well, the introduction, people, when they see this, you know, there's some neat features that you talked about, the one-pull adjustment and everything, but when you there's a bungee tether. There's never been one of those before. That's a shock absorber, and it allows you to hunt and, and move around, and it gives you some adjustability in the stand. All And the neat features, the spider logo itself, and most people, when they look at it, they see the engineering that we've done in these buckles. They see the engineering in the design and the styling itself, and then the darn thing just looks racy. It does. <laughs> it looks kind of futuristic. Who doesn't like that, you know? So it's got a little bit of attitude as well. So it has really taken the market by storm. Um, even here in August, we're we're introducing as many items to the market as we can. We're shipping and shipping. Containers are coming in. We're shipping out. We are still today as fast as we can make them. We're shipping them, and the market has responded really well. I think today in today's world, it doesn't matter if you're looking at an automobile, if you're looking at tree stand safety, or or even a bow or whatever it is. People respond to good quality product that are well thought. And all we're doing is trying to. Our tagline says "Light, easy, fast, safe." Yeah. We're just trying to make that tree stand experience more enjoyable and more in, unintrusive that you can wear your safety stuff and it doesn't bother you it doesn't get in your way and you can just go up there in the stand and enjoy bow hunting hey we've talked with uh, scott schultz this guy knows everything about tree spiders that's right hey this He's is this re- original spider-man <laughs> that's right and this is the revolution is brought to you by ram trucks you can find him at ramtrucks.com and otis technology it's otistech.com and ruger at Ruger.com. But once again, guys and gals, I want to stress the fact that it is imperative that everyone must wear a safety harness when you're hunting from any type of elevated stand. So go to www.treespidersafety.com. Once again, that's www.treespidersafety.com. But hey, you know what? Coming up after this real quick word from our sponsors, we're going to hear from Chance Orth. Oh! Chance Arth! Hey, thanks, Trav. <laughs> Hello there, Chance. But uh, that's going to be our unpro highlight moment of the day. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Scott Schultz, man, thank you so much for coming on The Revolution and telling us about these awesome new products that you guys have out on the market. My privilege, guys. Talk it on. Public health care, male enhancement, and snuggies. All things that don't affect the revolution. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're listening to the Revolution with Jim and Trav, and the phone lines are open. That's right. Call us at 75-846-7647. Was any more laid back than that? That was beautiful. I really <laughs> like that, Jim. First of all, we've got uh, Chance Gord. talk even slower. That was terrible. I mean, that was brutal. Anyways, we got Chance Orth on the line right now, and he is obviously the head like aficionado for Unpro. There's a whole cast and crew He's of these a spokesperson. Guys, but he is the spokesperson. They delegated him. 
um, I don't know why, <laughs> as their spokesperson. But Chance Orth, Did you man, see that last picture we had on the newsletter of Chance Orth? I liked it. Yeah, he looked like Look, Snoopy's brother. Looking beautiful. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the revolution, buddy. Hey, thanks, Trav. <laughs> yeah, I'm the spokesman because I'm the new voice of fishing in America. <laughs> That's it. Hey, we were just actually <laughs> online. You remember the old, um, like, um, Hedden? Lures? Yeah, of course. We'll get a load of this, dude. I'm actually um, on eBay right now, checking out a vintage crazy crawler. It's got like, uh, let me see, an hour and a half left, and it's it's only 45 bucks, and I want to start collecting these things. I just don't want to tell my wife. You know, I would actually rather explain to her that I was having an affair <laughs> rather than tell her I was spending um, money on fishing lures. <laughs> I've got a big collection myself. Do you? I don't know what all they are, but, uh, you know, well, what's worth what? But, yeah, just from picking them up at thrift sales and stuff and yeah, here and there, I've gathered quite a collection of antique lures. And, I, you know, when we were up in Chippewa Floyd, I found uh, an antique uh, jitterbug. Oh, Did really? really? Yeah, I found a wood jitterbug on the shoreline up there. Heck of wow. A that had to be vintage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I usually chastise and just ridicule people that attend um, auctions and garage sales and functions of this sort. But um, nine times out of ten, if you do go to a garage sale, they always have this old dusty box you stumble upon that's just filled full of old fishing gear and vintage lures. And they have absolutely no idea what these possessions are worth and what they're actually going for in this current market. And so you can literally just steal it from them for pennies <laughs> on the dollar. If, Me too. If you're not yep. smart enough to Nothing know what it is. Stealing, Trav. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Chance, today we're talking about archery in today's show. You guys just happened to post something on Twitter. Are you guys in to bow fishing? That's right. You know, <clears throat> we had a bow fishing trip scheduled uh, for last weekend this past weekend but it fell through or well actually the, man fell through so we couldn't do it yeah the, uh. the the real answer to that question is we wanted to but we didn't do it yet <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i've been wanting to bow fish for ages now but yeah um, just the uh timing's never been quite right sure do you guys have any like the flying asian carp uh, well closer and closer every day it's very <laughs> bad news yeah it's horrible um, it just turned out that they did a water test on the lower St. Croix River, which is one of Umpro's favorite bodies of water up here. Yeah. And uh, they tested uh, 22 out of 50 tests positive for Asian carp. Are you wow. serious? So we're basically screwed. <laughs> 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 they're, they're up here, and now the fisheries department is worried about trying to keep them out of the Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's they're what... they're going to try and use, uh, you know, locks and dams and um, electric fences and whatnot to try and keep them out. But as we all know, that's it's just um, almost impossible. Here, to, here's achieve. what they need to do, Chance. Is Order some rice. Hire the Unpro Boys. Turn them loose. <laughs> they will take care of Murder the situation. <laughs> Chance out there with his Glock on a boat. <laughs> my PP, my Walter PP. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'll take them all down. <laughs> so obviously, uh, Chance, you said the fishing's a little slow right now. Some, what's some maybe local bodies of water if we can hit up this weekend? What do you think we ought to target? 
Uh, you know, even when it's slow, I'm always catching bass up here. Yeah. I mean, they're northern bass, stunted northern bass, but <laughs> we're still catching them. Uh, you know, just fishing rubber worms and whatnot and lily pads. Just pretty straightforward, old-fashioned fishing. Yeah. Um, but we were, we were trying to river fish this weekend. We tried, after our bull fishing trip fell through, we tried to salvage uh, what we could by going night fishing uh, down oh, really? at the... Chippewa River, yeah, and uh, the water is so high. Uh, we we are back in flood conditions again on a lot of our rivers up here. Serious? Uh, yeah, it's just never stopped. We've been waiting for uh, water levels to go down, and they haven't all summer. Really? No. Oh man. So guys, now you know in midsummer, late summer, uh, they're still using monster suckers. You should really? see some of these fish. I'd be proud to catch <laughs> some of the some of the bait. That if you only could. <laughs> yeah, if I only could. No, I didn't tell you guys when we were up in uh, Chippewa Floyd, uh Our uh, editor JC had on. Uh, Nice fish. He couldn't tell what was going on. He was dragging it through the weeds or something because it was it would be heavy, real heavy, and then it'd be light, and he'd reel yeah. it in and heavy and light. And finally, he got it up next to the boat, and it was an, a nice 18-inch walleye. Oh, wow. But it was connected to a 50-inch muskie. <laughs> oh, nice. M- muskie just had him <laughs> sideways in his mouth, and the muskie's just sitting there at the side of the boat <laughs> saying, what? yeah, quit messing with my food. Yeah, yeah, neither one knew that they were on the line. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, you just give uh, JC a go-to-hell look and, and zipped off away. But, well, it was really exciting for us, and that... Walleye, we pulled out of the water just as dead as a doornail and mangled. <laughs> yeah, it's shredded, I'll bet. So from now on, I musky fish only with walleye. Yeah. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've been talking with Chance Orthon. He says, now's the time to go out. Actually, anytime is the time to go out fishing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Just get outdoors and enjoy. Take your friends with you. Have a great time. But one thing we did not do, and this is like sacrilegious, and I'm totally embarrassed. I'm utterly ashamed <laughs> of Gemini. Um, we did not plug your website, Twitter, or Facebook account. So, uh, what is that, buddy? Uh, Chant, uh, it's, uh, he didn't even know. <laughs> Unprofishing.com unpro will uh, link you up to our Tumblr page with all our videos, and our Twitter handle is the same, Unprofishing. That's right. Find him on Facebook as well. It's Unprofishing.com or Unprofessionalfishing.com. Just Google them. You can find them. Awesome, guys. That's a badge of honor. That is a badge of honor. But anyways, this is the revolution. Uh, you can find us at OutdoorTrustNetwork.com. It's brought to you by Ram Trucks. You can find them at RamTrucks.com and Otis Technology at OtisTech.com. And Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter. At Cabela's, that's Chance's favorite place to shop. Cabela's. If you're that's unprofessional, right. go you to need Cabela's. to go to Cabela's. That's right. Hey, Chance, man, uh, talk to you next week, buddy. Thanks, guys. Can't get enough of the revolution? Catch more of it every Tuesday and Thursday at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Make your next meal in the outdoors your most memorable with Camp Chef at CampChef.com. It's the way to cook outdoors. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 363 affiliate stations around the world, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, Mark Penary, and our guests such as Keith Warren, Butch Thomas, Steve Flores, Nick Rhodes, Scott Schultz, and Chance Org. You are impressing me totally. I'm telling you. I moved my mic down, and now I have to bend down and speak into it. We're coming up next week on The Revolution. Ram Trucks will help us count down the top most five essential items that all sportsmen and women must have before this 2011 fall hunting season kicks off. So we are Jim and Traff. Your local news and weather is coming up next. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.